we go again, feeling ready to begin. Listen up, push play, and plug your headphones in. Another draft has come to pass. Now build your deck, ascend the ranks, let Jeff and Sean pitch in. Yeah, just let us pitch in. Help you out. That's why we're here. Yeah, yeah, shout. Let me hear you shout. Hey. Magic Arena Drafting Club. I'm Jeff. With me as always is Sean. Hi, Sean. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing better than great because today we have Amy Amazonian on the show. Welcome. What's up? Not too much. I'm pretty excited to see you on the show, or not to see you on the show, but to hear you, you can on the hear show. hear me on the show. I'm a, I'm a very big fan of yours. If I can just gush for a second here. Um, I think uh, that your energy is really positive, but also really powerful. I think you got a lot of swagger online, a lot of confidence. I think that you're a perfect um, spokesperson for Magic the Gathering. You're just everything that the company would need as a positive oh. face. And uh, absolutely yeah. love your content. Now, I'm a limited player, so I have to admit that, you know, usually I'm just taking in limited spike content. But as far as uh, what I think is some of the most positive and best content out there, um, that's you. And I'm quite honored to have you on the show. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, also, uh, I want to say it's hard to find non-spike limited content out there just because the uh, cost to entry to drafting can be just so hard to achieve. But some of us got to uh, risk our gems and packs to have some fun every once in a while. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We feel like we have to be spikes or else we're just bleeding money, right, Sean? Oh, don't get me started. It hurts. It really does. Yeah, but sometimes you have to take whatever card shows up in the top left of the pack and arena and just make a deck with that. And that's a challenge. It is. It's a stipulation draft. Yeah. Well, speaking of doing a draft, uh, my son Eric is here and he joins us every once in a while to crack a pack for us. So Amy, can he crack a pack for you and have you pick out uh, your first pick? All right. Well, you're going to have to show me what it is. Uh, so, what what set is this back from? Oh, this is a Coria. This is a Coria. We're going to open Whoa, up a Coria here. Okay, the most recent set. Yeah, Eric, I'm going to turn on my video, okay? Okay, let's open up this pack. Get that good crinkling going on. Everybody's favorite sound. So we got off... Oh, got a chickly. Got to make sure that we don't look at the lure first. Okay, we have... A honey mammoth. Okay, gaining four life, get a big six six. A tentative connection. Stealing creatures, always fun. Keep safe. Protect your creatures, draw some cards. Good stuff so far. Not that in this format. Imposing Vantasaur. Okay, get that cycling payoff. Deadweight. Killing little things. Pacifism. Stopping big things. Granith Stinger. Got more cycling stuff right there. Mutual Bear with an upside. Destruction. Okay. And then, um, Mysterious Egg. Ooh. And Mysterious Egg. So those are all the commons. Okay. Got that, got that egg there. No alternate art yet. Too. Think we'll get a pretty comic book one here in a minute, Eric? Maybe. I mean, they come around one every two packs, right? That's what it seems like so far. And then yeah, majestic aura corn. 
Ooh, gaining life with a big old vigilant friend. Yeah. Reptilian reflection. Oh, nice. I, yeah, I like that card. So that cool. card, that card has caught me by surprise so many times. Somebody and will then play card two of them in a turn. I do not think it's good. Storm and Capricorn. <laughs> I won't say it's good in draft, but it's pretty fun Bird to play Bird. around. Ooh, and Frond Land Felidar. Oh, all pretty right. You want, that is that pack good in one the pick visions. one. Definitely the Frondland Felidar. That's the card I got to reveal from this set. So clearly, Ooh, nice. No I, way. Yeah, clearly it's like I knew it was going to be the Slesnia cat beast there. That's the uh, the Vigilant Cat. 3-5 for 4 mana. Awesome stats. You get to uh, pay 1, tap something down. Pretty good. And then that, we got, That's pretty nice. And then we Is got the foil? dual land that people take p- pick 10 Dismal Backwater. Nice. Hey, well, sometimes you got to pick Seltai, and sometimes you need some fixing for Seltai. Thanks for joining us, Eric. Thank you, Eric. Nice to see you, Eric. So that's really fitting that we got Friendland Felidar, huh? Yeah, you got the Friendland. What is it about Selesnia that you love so much? Uh, it's got big stuff. It's got tokens. It's got classic value of just, sure, white and green don't traditionally draw cards, but they give you big stuff. Maybe they destroy an artifact or enchantment on Enter the Battlefield. You get versatility. Now at the first, it was it Mythic Champion 2 that you were at where you uh, classically said, I went wide, he went home. Was that it? Oh, that was the, uh, that was the Invitational. The, the Invitational. one and only Invitational. I think there's going to be one sometime in the near future. I heard it might be historic, which is going to be dangerous. <laughs> Would you just uh, force Selesnia again for the memes if you were invited back to anything like that? Are you just a Selesnia I... person through and through? <sighs> I don't think I could there. So I brought Mono White and Selesnia to that tournament because it was this strange best of one times two format. It was called Duo Standard, where I could get away with something that has a lower win rate that's a little bit more streamlined. Uh, and also because it was a very high stress tournament, I was very much rewarded for playing a deck I didn't have to think about as much. I think that if we have another uh, invitational, if it's historic, Probably not much in the way of Selesnia I can bring unless they seriously change uh, the cards they got out there. But unless Winota gets banned next Monday, <laughs> maybe I'll bring Winota into the mix. Assuming, of course, I can land an invitation, I will be crossing my fingers, hoping and begging. I've always wondered what it's like in being, I mean, everyone has a high stress situation they could claim to have been in, but that particular high stress situation you just described. Would you mind explaining to me how you deal with like a high stress situation like that in magic? How do you overcome those moments? How do you make sure your brain stays right? How do you think clearly in those, in those places? Oh, I just don't. Um, I have to set myself <laughs> up to think as little as possible. I, I'm very prone to okay. panic attacks. So Understood. Me too. Me too. Far rather just, you know, I, I know that I may have an issue. I might have some panic. And if I go out in a tournament and I do not cry, like that's a success for me. <laughs> I don't have to win any games. No, I get that. I get that. I've had hard times even walking into stores sometimes before I get my packs. I, I get so, I was talking about it the other day on our cast. I get so nervous sometimes. I mean, it's silly yeah. to think about, but it's true. But it happens and it's, it does. it's hard to be in like a stressful social situation too. And th- especially in a big tournament where I was, there were a lot of people I really looked up to there, and I, I right. was meeting them for the first time, and I was playing against them, and it was very strange. Right, and beating them. 
some of them. <laughs> yeah, got got some good aggro strats going on in there. Heart of the Cards definitely won me some games. I'm hoping mm. that we get some nice uh I don't I don't want to say super linear decks, but I want to say some nice simple decks. Some so, simple decks in the near future. I'd say cycling is probably all we have right now. How, how about the companion? I've been hearing a lot about how that's been affecting the game. And how, how do you feel? Uh, are you happy about it? Upset about it? Do you see it affecting it? Uh, I think that you're disadvantaging yourself with most decks right now by not playing a companion, which is okay. not good because we only have a few companions. Right. I think that if we had a hundred different companions and Magic the Gathering was designed so... Hey, yeah, you're supposed to always have a companion. That's just the mm -hmm. way you play magic. Mm -hmm. uh, it'd be different, but we don't. We have, is it 10 companions? Yeah. I think there's one for each color pair. That sounds right. And so is it, would you relate this similarly to when Planeswalkers first happened? Is, is there something you can compare there or is it different? I remember there being complaining about that at that point in time of them being overpowered. And oh, see, I didn't play magic when Planeswalkers were introduced. Okay. And I did not have my first Planeswalker card until I had been playing Magic for about seven years. Okay. Uh, just because the, uh, I didn't have one. I, I, there wasn't one in my collection. I didn't happen to pick one up. Right. And uh, I was mostly a casual player, so it didn't make a make difference. But I can tell you, I still hate Planeswalkers and <laughs> think they shouldn't be a part of the game. Okay. Hold on. You know so much about their lore, though. That's I, Honestly, I think that's... One of the things that makes you such a wonderful spokesman is there's this whole side of magic that's the lore that we're going to start to see come out, hopefully in the Netflix knew, series a little bit. I knew none of that lore until I started streaming. And people would mention stuff offhand to me. They'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, the, the Squee, he's, he is actually like a mortal. He was designed to be like this tortured thing that just never dies and it's this this great thing of this goblin who's just kind of too stupid to see he's being tortured <laughs> and i was like all right i'm gonna go check out squee and i'd go to like the wiki page and i'd read up on it and then i'd end up reading the more recent books and the novels and well some of them are just fine and dandy Coria and eldraine they were fine and then some of them are war of the spark and we don't talk about war of the spark so. <laughs> well but your video of war of the spark when you drank wine was it wine I was an entire bottle of wine. And that then I video was amazing. And, uh, I showed my wife I did it just for, the other day. I'm like, you got to see books. Who... Yeah, it's so good. But I'm, I'm glad you thought it was good. Uh, I, I would say that it is a painful endeavor to understand. Uh, a reckless endeavor as well. But nobody should have to read those books. <laughs> it was better than good. It was like we, we didn't know why we couldn't stop watching. I showed it to my wife. I'm like, this is who's going to be on. This person's amazing. And um, I imagine that we were just going to sit there and watch it for about 30 seconds to show her the whole conceit of it, that you're drinking wine and explaining with these post-it notes and stuff. And then we just couldn't stop watching it. We yeah, just kept and letting the, it go the and go. Yeah, and like kept falling off. Yeah. But, like they're just falling off the green screen. I remember that happening. Like, yeah, there's no way to make this work. Technology. So you don't seem to have the third eye that's like knowing the camera is on you. You seem to be very natural. But earlier you mentioned panic attacks. Is there something about when there's not actual people in front of you where you can let all of that go? Yeah. I, my, my social anxiety is not triggered by streaming. I've been streaming for about 15 years. It's probably oh. like most of my social contact at this point. So it's um, completely comforting to you. Like you, you don't. It's not comforting. It's just like a, it's, it's different. It's like being on a 
like a business phone call. That's horribly stressful. But streaming, that's that I can do that. Okay. What other games have been uh, capturing your fancy lately? Because you know this is a Magic the Gathering podcast, but we are also late in a format, and we all get a little bored sometimes. And is there any other game lately that you've been liking to pick up and dabble with? May I recommend Legends of Runeterra? All right, sell um, me on it. So uh, what, what's going on right. with Legends of Runeterra? League of Legends card game. Much more interaction than Hearthstone. Really cute art. Also uh, has flavor text in the form of cards talking to each other, and they're all very emotive. <laughs> Wait, do the cards react to each other differently depending on who they're talking to? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes, they do. That's amazing. And if like a card sees themselves on the other side of the battlefield, they might react uh, accordingly. <laughs> it's really cool. They they put a lot of uh, emotion into it, and it, it comes from League of Legends, which is not known for its lore because its lore was horrendously inconsistent for most of its time in existence. And they're finally starting to pull it together. And the uh, card game's good. It just had it for its first expansion come out. It's a free-to-play card game, so it's not like you have to buy in. And it's definitely designed to be much more free-to-play than most other card games on the market. I'd say the only one it doesn't really beat out is Shadowverse. Okay. Um, but Shadowverse is another digital card game. Cool mechanics, a lot of stuff to keep track of. Pretty much every deck is a combo deck, but you can't play it in public because it's mostly half-naked anime girls. <laughs> so, good card game. Something Dwight Schrute would have on a shirt. Yeah, I'm, it's like I'm playing in a tournament in it for two days from now, and I already know the deck I'm playing has, uh, let's say it has a, a mascot. She's very cute. She's not yeah. well-clothed. Right, and there's probably tentacles in it or something like that as well, chances are. Just a little bit, just a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> um, so have you, uh, these little simple games, my son got... Um, Honey, is it Honeydew Farm? Sundew Farm? No, I'm going to have to yell. Uh, Stardew Valley? Stardew Valley. Oh, that? that is an amazing game. Yeah, that, that game's a, a little older, but it's, it's still great. Um, it's a good game to sink a ton of time into. It's, it's not like Animal Crossing where you're not punished for doing things slowly. or There's, there's really no way to do things wrong in Animal Crossing, you can play Stardew Valley in a way that is uh, inefficient to the point where you will uh, upset your neighbors. Yes. I just, I like the soothing nature of it to just, you know, I, I, I was actually playing it right as the out, um, right as the pandemic was starting it because I found it such a soothing and almost mind numbing experience to just wake up every morning and water my plants and pull the weeds out and then oh, sleep. and so you know. nice. Um, and it's it's cute and you can you can date your your other like town folk and make friendship yes. with them and give them gifts and yes. Abigail will eat quartz and that's always cute. <laughs> okay, so what is Animal Crossing? Because I know that's the new hot, but I don't know anything about what it actually is. So it's another kind of life simulator. A lot of it's just collecting fruits and selling fruit, farming fruits and flowers, cutting wood and selling those things. But Unlike Stardew Valley, where you're doing it to increase your farm's capacity and, you know, accumulate more wealth over time, improve the efficiency of your farm. And Animal Crossing, you're just doing it so you can, like, 
buy more furniture for your house and that's it that's the whole game and it's cute and you're surrounded by adorable little animals yeah i think sean and i can relate to that when we played everquest you could um get a house and you could start to adorn it with you know sconces and beds and you could choose the wood types and all that and people don't have to deal with the people in in uh in everquest (laughs) it's it's just you can just play with computers and it's real cute adorable (laughs) animals and it's not like the 10 elves that are all trying to do weird role play while you're walking around the town I played EverQuest back in the day. Whoa, hold on a Jeez. second. You yes. played EverQuest 2 as oh well. Nice. Long Sean, time, time for you to take now. over here. Oh Sean. my goodness. Are you serious? You really did? Yeah. What, what? I, so I, I had two older brothers. So okay. I had an introduction to video games probably earlier than I should have. Right. Um, look, it's paid off. Yeah, definitely, definitely paid off by now. gave me gave me some good computer literacy. That's right. Um, when I was about six years old, you know, I was like on the AOL chat rooms, <laughs> talking with people about cats mostly because yeah, I was six, but yeah. I didn't know how to type. And that hasn't changed much either, right? We're still talking about cats these days. Yeah, I got cats. No idea you got if cats. AOL chat rooms still exist. <laughs> well, I hope not. <laughs> Okay, so what did you create? Um, what was your first character? What did you play? Did you get to epic level? I did not get to epic level. I don't okay. remember the first thing I made, but I'm guessing it was something along the lines of a human warrior because okay. that's what I tend to default to All right. um, in pretty much every single game. So Meat Shield, hack and slash Meat Shield. You lo- Do you play D&D? Uh, I'm actually in a and d campaign right now. Oh uh, my goodness. A merchant who's another like Magic the Gathering content creator. He, he's hosting it and he invited me and I think he was maybe expecting me to take it more seriously, but <laughs> he happened to invite me on while I was very busy with things. So I was like, mm-hmm. all right, we're going to make a character and it's going to be um, a skateboarding centaur ranger and or, or a satyr ranger and his name is going to be Kickflip. And Merchant said, no, make it more serious. So I did. His yeah, name yeah. is still Kick though. Okay. All right. So you, you, and you've been playing for a while as well. Yeah. Um, not, not very in depth though. I, I've only really gotten to do short campaigns mostly because Mm -hmm. it's hard to find time with it. I went from, you know, college to working as an engineer to working as a streamer. And there's not a lot of time between those things. No, I totally understand. And when you stream, you stream for like eight hours at a time, right? It's no joke. Like four to eight. Yeah, I, I try to do uh, 40 hours a week, but I don't always hit it. Wow, that is really incredible. I, I think that's incredible. A lot of the work for streaming is not actually streaming, which I don't think I expected. Behind the scenes stuff? That's a lot of responding to emails. Yeah. Uh, negotiating with sponsors, things like that. Yeah, um, totally understood. How do you Trying know- to make my computer work right. Yeah. How do you filter out the legit requests and the non-legit? Like I ran an art business for a while and, you know, I'd get all these offers from like Instagram promoters asking me to give them money to help promote. And most of the time I would just delete everything. How do you filter out the people trying to contact you that you want to talk to and the stuff that just looks like garbage? What he's really trying to ask you is why did you say yes to us? Um, <laughs> I've, I've actually done, you know, like chatting with people on a lot of different podcasts. The, the big thing is I can't say yes to everything because I just don't have infinite time. So if 
if it's people who are doing something and it looks fun and I have the time to do it, I'll say, yeah. And if I can't, then I'll be like, nope, sorry, maybe another sure. time. I've, I've also reached out to a ton of content creators, um, mostly women in the magic, like magic sphere and been like, Hey, do you, you want to like co-stream sometime? I'll hop on your stream or you can hop on my stream, whatever you have time for. Um, let's play some magic. Yeah, we used to, we used to have a show together, but our uh, sponsor for the show dropped out. So we're still trying to figure things out there. Oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah. We're on a, we're on an esports team together. So oh, it's pretty cool. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. What's the name of the esports team again? We're on complexity. Uh, or col is how it gets abbreviated a lot you know as long as we're saying uh that let's just uh get this the rest of that out of the way where can everybody find you oh you can find me at twitch.tv slash amazonian and on twitter at twitter.com slash col underscore amazonian that's that complexity tag right there col amazonian what is that what is col i don't get that it, it's the it's like the sign for complexity i think that they have it because it it's capitalized oh, with the l as the only capital it. letter in got complexity it. i thought it was a twitter thing okay i, I mean it's that. also like a twitter thing because i couldn't land just amazonian on twitter which is a bummer because it's mm. a dead account and i want it did you do any luck trying to contact them no this it's just a dead account. It's not tied just, to anything. Just just, nobody will say anything. Oh, okay, I got it you. replied I got you. once, I think, six years ago. Oh, no. And that's it. That's ever. Speaking of ever, I can't let this EverQuest thing go. So, <laughs> All right. So then tell me, what what was your like first epic character that you brought up? I what's, played, your, what's your main? I was a druid. I was a druid that got to Epic mostly by soloing or playing with Sean and he had a ranger and we were really good at soloing and playing with each other. But once we got to the high Epic levels, we, we weren't in as much demand because, you know, in those high level groups, you want specialists, not necessarily yeah. well-rounded characters. People yeah. would be kind of mean if you had a uh, well-rounded character and you're like, I need some help. I want to work on this with somebody. Does anyone want to do No. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm not specced out entirely for healing. Okay. Right. I think Ranger was like the top of that list too. It was like the worst thing to be in the long run. Nobody wanted yeah, to be Ranger. Yeah, it's just like a 5e D&D Rangers. Uh, they're yep. kind of bad. Yeah. Yep. Even I'm playing one right now. Mark. It's kind of bad. Marcus <laughs> Mark's not terrible. Not terrible. Yes, you're right. They're not great. That's just level they get a little better. What is it about being a warrior that fits your personality? Uh, me like Smash. Yeah. <laughs> me like Smash, but me like Smash slightly less than Barbarian. And so when I'm a I'm a Smasher with uh, enough like organization to be a soldier, not enough organization to be a paladin. No religion associated there, but still a good amount of Smash. You're kind of like an Amazonian warrior when you really think about yeah, it, right? It's I mean, right there. It's right there. It's right there. Mm -hmm. Intelligence and bashability. What else could you want? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do have to be smart as, as the main tank, for sure. You've got to be on Except it. Except I'm the main tank for me and soloing. So it's just, <laughs> right. all right, got to drink the potion at the right time so I don't die. Uh, soloing with the tank is tough. That's tough business. Did you? It did just you takes a long time. 
did you end up enjoying EverQuest 2 better than EverQuest 1? Uh, graphically, yes. Mm -hmm. um, sure, though, I feel like I, I only played like 20 hours of EverQuest 2 and then was just okay. kind of dropped it. I was like, eh, I'm not feeling this. I'm going to go play World of Warcraft instead because it, it had yeah. to compete with that, which was really hard. And World of Warcraft yeah. was pretty groundbreaking. Yeah, we stayed. We stayed with EverQuest 2 the whole time. Um, but yeah, you're right. A lot of people moved over and we felt that too. That a lot of the servers died because of that. Yeah. Shed a tear for EQ. What was Aww. it? What was R. it? RIP EQ. You you <laughs> laid the groundwork for World of Warcraft, then World of Warcraft drove itself into the ground, but still making a lot of money because people forget to cancel their subscriptions. Oh. I mean, uh Blizzard, you didn't hear me say that. <laughs> Was work what made Warcraft better? That's not that's what I never quite got. The thing I liked about EverQuest was the graphics. Even though I know Warcraft looked more polished, there's something about that old world. Warcraft look. is way easier to use. You got to remember that these things came out when I was like ten years old, so I okay. had to figure out how to navigate them as a little kid. Got it. And World of Warcraft, much more point and click, a lot less navigating menus, customizing things to just play the game. Yes. You, you could just hop right into it. You didn't need like a background in computer science to figure out how to make, like open up your friends list. Absolutely. No, I, that totally makes sense. Yeah, because you got to build all the macros have to, like, to be go a on to a, I feel like with EverQuest, a lot of it was also like you had to be on the right forum because a lot of stuff was not in the game. It was through like BBSs that you had to go make friends on. Yeah, that's the truth right there. That there was just information wasn't like it is now, like at your fingertips. Yeah, you could you could not just like Google how to do something. Now no. you can. Yeah, now you can. So did you learn about yourself at a pretty early age through those forums and whatnot that you preferred that type of uh, interaction uh, through the internet when dealing with the outside world? uh no i think it was more just i lived in a suburb so uh if i wanted to like walk to my friend's house cool it's like a mile away um it's not far enough to drive and my parents wouldn't drive me but it was just far enough to be like oh well it's gonna be a time commitment and i'm 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we both grew up in the suburbs too i know we know about that Bikes, when there's bikes. like one bus line and it does kind of go downtown, but it takes the whole day. Yeah, exactly. Going downtown at 10 too. Nowadays, people wouldn't even think about it. Like nowadays, our kids and up being outside, it's very, I don't know why it's very different. <clears throat> I, I think times have changed a little bit. I don't know. I don't think you let your kids walk around outside as much uh, like anybody does. <laughs> yeah, especially right now. It's not happening. Yeah. Well, now nobody's really going outside. Right. So I'm guessing, based on the opening the pack, that you guys have not done much paper Aquaria stuff because, Zero. well, there's not we much, not many places you can do it. Right. Uh, I cracked a pre-release kit and uh, imported it into Arena so I could play it with people. That's <laughs> um, the, the best I could do. But how how have you guys been enjoying Limited for Aquaria? I, I think it's great. Um, I, it's at that place right now where a lot of limited gets where I think it gets a little stale. Um, but I still People think... People are uh, metagaming their, their drafts yeah. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's hit that stage. Um, I, that's kind of the most fascinating time for me. It's when it morphs and, and I like to watch it morph. I like it when 
everybody thinks that this is the thing and then all of a sudden it's not. I love that. Um, and I think that's what's happening right now. So it was cycling and a lot of people still think it is, but now there's a lot of mutation, mutate decks that are moving up the ladders. And I think that's fascinating stuff. It's part of why we do this. Um, we love bringing people on and just having regular conversations, but then sometimes we just get into the silly conversations about, we were on another person's podcast yesterday and actually playing the part of a card, which I thought was a fantastic way to do it too, to think <laughs> about magic. Yeah. It was fun. So Amy, what is it that, uh, what, what would be next for you? What's your dream? Uh, if you could imagine any type of future for yourself, uh, are you the biggest streamer in the world or do you go more behind the scenes and do something Ooh, else? I don't think I could, different? I don't think I could handle that. I, I would be very happy if I could continue to be a full-time streamer for the next year or two. It's a very difficult field to maintain yourself in, uh, just because mm -hmm. it's like unpredictable income month to month, things like that. Uh, I think it'd be awesome to grow. Uh, magic as a whole hasn't been growing a whole ton stream-wise, and I have definitely stagnated growth. So it's, it's hard. It's harder to pick up sponsors and things like that. But it would be awesome to be able to keep going. Uh, I'd also love to be able to play even more games on stream. I used to do a lot of variety streaming. I'd love to keep doing variety streaming. Right now, I've been uh, branching a little bit into Runeterra. I don't think that there's... Uh, as much as I would love to be a part of that. I'm not sure it's going to be for me, but I love playing the game and I like to show it off to people. Yeah. So, you know, I don't obviously know the future and it's not like I'm running out buying Hasbro stock, but I got to assume that um, <laughs> with the Netflix show coming out and with the game coming to mobile, even though I can't imagine how that's going to work super you know effectively, they, they are do. doing they it. They hire me to... to do voice work for their cartoons. Yes! Yes, exactly. Yes! Uh, that would be that right there. I'm not a professional voice actor, but I can figure it out, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, you have the Lord on already. I won't be Chandra. Let me just be an assortment of goblins. <laughs> <laughs> what if they came to you and said, what if they came to you and said, what we really need is an hour long show after recapping the show where you drink a bottle of wine and kind of go over the whole show. Would you do that? I would. I, I mean that, yeah, that once it's on Netflix, I will watch it in a single night and then I'll watch it again. And then uh, if it's bad, we break out the wine. If it's good, just, you know, recap it with rejoice. I hope there we I, go. That, I, I'm really hoping I don't need to drink to make it through the show. I don't think I will. Um, Netflix's <laughs> animation uh, production teams have actually been fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah. With the, pretty much everything I've watched from them. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty good. I, hope that I this... highly recommend uh, She-Ra if you haven't watched it yet. It's just finished. Okay. I haven't either. Uh, awesome. It's very, very good. I don't think either of you have young daughters, but uh, yeah, it's Sean. definitely... Oh, you do? Well, then y'all should do. get some girl power going on because it's... I mean, it's all about princesses. Let me tell you how much girl power goes on here all the time. You would be proud. You would be proud. There's a ton of girl power going on in this house. Good. Well, maybe give She-Ra a try if you have a Netflix sub right now. I might have resubbed uh, both to finish She-Ra and also to watch Avatar The Last Airbender, which is also on there. Yeah, Not I'll watch a it. Netflix original, but it's dope. I'm definitely on it. Thank you. Yeah, and that's just a beloved series, right? The Airbender. Avatar? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I actually didn't ask if I'm a 
supposed to cuss, but there you go. That's <laughs> yes, very yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all good. When, when when Alias V was on, you know, she can't help us swear. Sean um actually has, just as a joke, so we didn't need to do it. He put um a cat meowing. It was actually wasn't the Alias V and the cat meow sound yeah, herself, yeah. and then you yeah. clicked it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She does make cat noises. She talks yeah. to her cats, as do I, but she has a lot more of them. <laughs> I have one cat. She has a she's three currently. <laughs> I feel like she's going to have more eventually. She just moved into a big, bigger house, so she might might end up filling that space with more cats. I could see that. I could see that. So I have another thing that I would love to see you do for magic. Um, the voices would be incredible. And this is a very specific image that just popped into my head one night. So forgive me if this seems like too specific, like I've thought about this, but I, I just think you would be perfect at this scenario. Now, for me to set it up, did you ever watch NFL? I have watched some footballs in my day. Okay. They used to have a segment where Jimmy Fallon, no, not Jimmy Fallon. Gosh darn it. Which one? Jimmy Kimmel. They would like the game would be setting up and all the pros would be like, who's going to win the dolphins or the Redskins. And they would all say, I think it's the dolphins. I think it's, and they would all give their scientific reasons. Then they would cut to Jimmy Kimmel. Who's like sitting in his couch like just having a good time eating popcorn and he would say who's going to win, but it would have nothing to do with the strategy of the game. It would be like the let's bring levity into the situation. And I imagine what you could do is be like, Oh, well, this person has Jason in their deck and this other person has Chandra in their deck. So obviously this is the way it's going to play out based on the vote. Oh yeah. I, I would definitely give the, uh, the Vorthos rundown uh, for tournaments. I don't think that wizards of the coast would ever uh, add that to their commentary, but I think it's come up a couple times on channel fireball that I'll talk about, uh, especially Luca in the most recent set, talk about Luca's shortcomings as his planeswalker self and how if, you know, if Oko were still in the meta, Oko would just destroy Luca. <laughs> Does Luca have a backstory that we know? Is there a whole uh, lore behind oh, he, him? He has a story and um, it's not actually known. Uh, pretty much he starts getting brainwashed and just goes a little crazy, but he has... Uh, first power to linking him to one animal and then power that he's able to exert to take control of lots of these monstrous animals. Okay. And it seems to be Oko's fault, but it's not outright stated. So I just like to assume it is Oko's Wait, fault. Wait, so you're Oko, saying Eldraine is affecting... Is very banned. Eldraine's affecting Aquarius? No, I'm just saying after like Oko left Eldraine a while ago, who knows when that was. Oh. Um, he, he was trying to cause chaos on a Coria because that's his thing is he's a he's an anarchist he wants to dissolve social systems i didn't know that he went to a Coria. i'm so behind well we don't know he went to a Coria. okay that's my right. guess okay i gotcha so amy i know you told me that uh it's dreadfully hot in your place so if you need to get running it's been amazing having you on we'd love to have you on longer as well but uh i, I know uh, i have a bit more time if you do i have a a cold frosty ipa that is keeping me <laughs> nice. uh, keeping me going through the hot top four apartment evening nice wonderful. Uh, heat rises is an unfortunate concept right now what time zone are you on if you don't mind me asking Oh, I'm in Eastern. I'm based out of Boston. Oh, okay. So you're almost, is it dark? Almost dark? Yeah, the sun, the sun is setting right now. There's, there's still a bit of sunlight outside, but not very much. And, and is it muggy? 
Yeah, the uh, humidity was like 70% today and it was almost oh. 90, which is admittedly not as hot as it's going to get, but it's like one of the first days like that in spring. I don't have the AC and uh, oh. got to put the window units. I'm sorry. In. You know how it goes. <laughs> That's brutal. I mean, I'm on the West Coast. I'm in Oakland, California now, but um, when I lived in Minneapolis, it got muggy like that for sure. And I've been on the East Coast. My my wife is from the East Coast. My my family's from the East Coast. So yeah, it's I know I oh, know yeah. that. So feeling. now you're in the land. Uh, if you're in Oakland, you're in the land of temperate weather all yes. year long. Yes, I have nothing to complain about ever. To be honest with you, I was in uh, Santa Clara to do commentary not that long ago. Right before everything else happened, I can't What's say that? not that long ago. It was in February. <laughs> Were you in Channel Fireball? At Channel Fireball? Yeah. Oh, it was cool. my first time doing commentary. It was pretty nice. Were you at their main building or did, did you go to the shop? Where, where do you do that at? Uh, it was out of one of their just offices because they, they have an office that's separate. Yeah. I accidentally went there one time and walked in that building looking to Oops. get my box of cards. <laughs> oh, it, these... it was probably a different one. I, I don't think you were able to like walk into this building. That would make sense. But yeah, I think they have multiple offices just because as they grew, they had to expand and you know, it's a tech center there, so real estate's hard to come by and everything else. Oh my gosh, yes. I totally understand that. So do you get out here often? Are you um, are you in California more than once a year? For That was the first time I was in California for oh. uh, about a year. I'd, be, I'd been there a year prior, but that's because I was visiting my boyfriend's family uh, in LA. And we also took a, a trip to Yosemite, did a couple of days out there. Amazing. Amazing hiking was yeah, yeah. great yeah sure i could go back yeah it's crazy beautiful um does your boyfriend stream too a, a little bit he's actually been uh, on my channel a bunch recently we've been doing rune terror streams together we did a civ 6 stream uh last weekend too so so he comes on like during portions of it yeah oh that's really he, cool. he doesn't have his own channel um but that's that's awesome to have him on the stream yeah. Uh, he's actually extremely charismatic. Might be too good of a streamer though. Uh, <laughs> he, he might might be deserving of, of you know, getting his own channel and uh, going full time himself, but that's so hard to do that he, so I'll just do it for my channel. That's perfect. Yeah, that's really I'm, cool. I'm sorry if I'm making it weird, but he's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Sean, he oh, you've like, seen him on the stream? Yeah, he, Sean, he looks like Aquaman from the new DC movies. He, oh really? He's yeah. a Jason Momoa lookalike. And, yeah, really? Uh, he's gorgeous. Yeah. All right. All right. Pretty, That's pretty fantastic. Awesome. He's got that very long hair right now too. It's a his both his normal hair and his quarantine hair is very long. Now let's ask the important question: Is he like a really nice, loving guy as well? Like, does he take oh, yeah, care of, of you and do all the right things? I um, see. That's what he's currently he's currently working as a nanny. So like, awesome. He can take care of all baby and a dog at the same time <laughs> that is what i'm talking I about do. i can Whoa. hardly take care of my pet cat and right. she barely needs care right but what we're asking you to do is bash and kill right so we're good you got him taking care of that you bash and kill all as well me take... smash <laughs> me smash me smash see? good see he make very good coffee drink and also is a wonderful person that is fantastic but mostly me smash <laughs> Can you keep a house plant alive? Uh, no, because the cat will eat it. Ah. We had hot pepper plants for the last few years, but she finally eliminated them from existence. Um, multiple generations of hot peppers survived in this household up until the scourge of Scraps took them down. How old is Scraps? I think she's about eight. 
She's she's good. We don't know how old she is exactly though, because she was uh she was adopted. She's a rescuer. Oh, when you I asked. Made, well, sorry. No, sorry, Sean. You you asked me a minute ago what my favorite. No, it was more than that. It was like ten minutes ago. You asked me what how we were liking this um, drafting. Yeah. Before, uh, how, how and I like I I jumped right in and I said I love Jeff never responded and I think he's in the same place I won't respond for him but I never we never got to hear you two do you do you you draft as well and you do it during your streaming sometimes right yeah, yeah um and, I usually just kind of you know get loose and wild with it on stream but I think Akori is an incredible draft format yeah and do you find yourself what what do you find yourself in decks more than others when when you do draft or have uh, you yeah, we've we've had to start implementing something on my stream where I am not allowed to go sultai, uh, because if I do not stop myself from going sultai, I will end up in sultai every single draft. Sultai mutate. Usually sultai mutate because I think it's mm. a really fun mechanic. I think the payoff is always there, and why not? I like that. Okay, so green gets you to fixing, black gets you to removal, and blue is a little bit extra spice. Yeah. Yep. And um, have you stuck away from the cycling deck as much as possible? I have drafted a cycling deck, I think, once ever. See, uh, I, I, it's not for me. I think, you know what? I think you're super fantastic. I think you're one of the <laughs> most fantastic people I've ever had on the show. Um, we definitely have to do this again. It's a wonderful, so, it's a wonderful <laughs> deck. It's possibly the best limited deck of all time, next to Clear the Mind which is the second best limited deck of all time. And, uh, oh man, I, you know what? I need to get that. Well, well, it, it was, uh, was it clear of the mind, uh, Dovin's acuity, right? Yes. Oh my God. It's just the stupidest. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's just like, Hey, um, I know eventually you'll mill at, I can gain yeah. two life at a time. Yep. You, have you ever seen somebody gain two life before? Watch this. Yep. <laughs> Did it again. <laughs> two life. I drew a card. I drew a card again. <laughs> Drawing another card. Capture creature. Drew a card yeah. too. Mm. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Got to play Dovin's Acuity again. Almost tough to decide which deck is better. So yeah, I, I don't like to force the cycling decks. I find that they're pretty boring to draft because it's literally just take everything with cycling. Uh, yes. Hope that you get a couple payoffs for it. Uh, kind of like a very high risk, high reward thing too because sometimes other people at your table will be forcing it in arena, usually not. But I feel like Sultai Mutate, it's just like, hey, there's always going to be enough uh, enough here for me. So I have to force myself not to do it. So I'll end up in like Teamer or something similar every time yeah. instead. Or just like Bulgari, mm -hmm. Demir. I'll, I'll do portions of Sultai. Like, I can't escape it. I can never escape. And, and sometimes I'll do something like Jeskai Spells Matter with like a hint of cycling. Just yeah. because I'll be like, oh, I'm starting to get some cycling payoff cards, but I don't really want to go into this. Like yeah. I have like a reptilian reflection and just be like, all right, yeah, okay, fine. I'll, I'll take a couple extra things for this. Are there any cards that you started off really low on and have um, like changed your mind on or like really switched your mind on? Hmm. I think the Blitzleech. I thought that it was garbage and then I mm -hmm. kept winning with them. Yeah, no, that's a good one. That's Absolutely. a really good one. I didn't realize how important removing all the counters on something would be. Yeah, that text is extremely relevant. And, and yeah. oftentimes, oftentimes it's what ends up killing the thing too by, is by removing those counters. Yeah, it's like, oh, Ivy Elemental, huh? Well, <laughs> sorry. I, yeah. Sorry, see you later. <laughs> so one of the reasons I love drafts so much is 
the games don't feel as repetitive to me as standard does, but I feel like in the middle is kind of brawl and that's a big favorite of yours, right? Yeah. Brawl's great. Brawl's great when uh, they banned Winota because I, I actually wasn't running into that much Winota, but I had a, a dominant strategy issue. And that's, mm. if you have something that wins, you play it. doesn't right. matter if it's boring. If it wins, you play it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Winota, at least in my case, had a horrendously high win rate because it was too fast and too consistent because you pretty much always have Winota in your hand and they have to have the removal at the ready and deal with all your other threats too. It was bad because it was too good. Yeah. She's banned now. And I think she's about to be banned in historic too. I don't think many people thought Winota was going to be good when she was spoiled. Mm. Who thought that? <laughs> limited players, maybe. The people I listen to. Uh, just because there's not that many humans in Limited. You can't just be like Agent of Treachery, uh, uh, Angress Marauders, um, King Kenrith, Hactos. <laughs> yeah, can we, put, uh, can we put Agent of Treachery in this Limited set? Then I'll. So I hope that. not. I, I, actually <laughs> think, I think Agent of Treachery might get banned next week. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know if it's going to be in historic and in standard, but I think in standard, I think there's a, a good chance that Agent of Treachery is going to uh, the cut. Yeah. We have too much good blink ability. It's it's like you can't just cheat him out; you can also cheat him out and blink him. Mm. So over and over and over. Yeah, that's... And it's it's tough when like land destruction is worse than land stealing. Yeah, yeah. They got rid of land destruction, so we couldn't do that anymore. Now we're just doing this to each other. Yeah, but I, th- I can steal lands with a higher efficiency than I can right. destroy land, so I may as well do that. That's I get worse. to keep it, and I get a body. And yeah, it's worse. I always thought the problem was really the ramp spells, but I don't really play enough standard, I think, to have a legitimate argument either way. Hey, no, ramp is also new. Uro and growth spiral are also issues. Hmm. I feel like if you ban but, Growth Spiral, a lot of things might get fixed, but that's a weird card to ban, I know. I know. It doesn't feel weird. It's like, it's just like draw a card, put down an extra gland from your hand. Why, why would you ever ban that? And then you realize, like, wait a minute. So much of this meta is about that fast, consistent yeah. land drops. Yep. That's yeah, weird. It is. Do you... I'm sorry that I don't know enough about the the uh, brawler style, but I, I want to. I've played a little bit. I really want to play more. It's super fun. But could you? Is it possible to use the new um, the new creatures uh, as your um, what do you call it? I'm sorry. The you, companions. Thank you. Yeah. Can you use a companion? Oh yeah. I have a, a Nethroy as a commander with a Mori as a companion deck that I absolutely love. Okay. Uh, crazy explosive deck because you'll end up like resurrecting five cards from a graveyard at a time mm-hmm. on seven mana okay. and doing it over and over and it's really <laughs> cool, really fun, cool way to like turn around games. Um, and I think Amori is my favorite brawl companion because it forces you to build with all creatures and that's really neat. Um, there's there's a couple companions that don't work. Okay. Blue tree is banned in all singleton pretty much formats, so okay. you can't use blue tree. Right. Yorian, you can't use in Brawl because you can't have more than 60 cards in your deck just by the rules of a format. Okay. And the rest of them, yeah, go wild. Giganta's pretty cool, too. She's, cool. Uh, she's a great addition to a lot of decks. But when, maybe a little too great. And when you're building a Brawler deck, are you, I mean, it seems to me, and you're going to tell me I'm wrong if I am, but that you're going to be looking at the, the, the person that you're choosing to be the leader, obviously, and really building your deck 
based on what that card does. Is that how you do it? Um, yeah, with, with highly synergistic decks, I'm definitely building around my com- my uh, commander. Not, right. not usually my companion, my commander. Right. Um, but uh, there's there's some good stuff, commanders. Like Niv-Mizzet's just kind of, hey, is it multicolored? Is it good? Throw it in. Okay. And you can only play one type of each card in these decks, right? You can't play multiples. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like mini commander with standard only cards. Okay. 60 card decks. Uh, you can have a Planeswalker as your commander, which is a mistake because Deferi decks are Discourage of the Surf. Right. Um, it's, a, it's a good format, though. It's definitely less repetitive than just playing yeah. in a standard queue. And all cards going back as far as you want are, are legal? Uh, only standard cards in Brawl. Okay. Okay. Um, there is a there's something called historic brawl, which is an, a real a real format. It's not recognized, okay. but it's it's every card in arena. I've got you. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, if you ever want to give it a go, um, I have lots of brawl decks. I have them on my big old pile of deck lists. I also post occasional videos on YouTube, being like, "Hey, check out this list. It's really fun." I will definitely check it out. And anybody else who's interested should check it out too. Totally. So Amy, I think it goes without saying that you're a positive influence to young ladies, not only trying to get into magic, but just even being on esports, for example. And I'm wondering, is that a motivating factor for you or a bonus? Like I know when I'm doing artistic endeavors, the money's necessary, but sometimes I'll get really drawn to things where I feel like I can actually change the world a little bit. Is that actually something you're going for? Or is it just like a nice benefit that you're seeing come out I'd of all of this? I'd say it's more of a bonus. I try to keep things positive, but like I can't help my gender. So uh, that's that's the way it goes. Try to show that there there is hope. It's There's a lot of crappy people out there, but they shouldn't stop you from being awesome. Yeah, I think that's great. Um. Um, I, I also, I, I come from a background of uh, mechanical engineering, so I've been like the, the odd woman out for a, a couple careers now. <laughs> can you, is that something you can apply to computers? Like, can you build a computer with that type of knowledge base? Uh, I could tell you what kind of screws go into the hole on the computer <laughs> case. Um, I could design the sheet metal case for the computer. Nice. Um, but the, the electrical stuff is, is not stuff I ever really learned how to do. I, I know the basics of it. I can point to a thing and be like, yep, that's a capacitor. Uh, didn't don't you, know why it's there, didn't but you that's fix a capacitor. Your parents, you fixed like their toaster or their coffee grinder or something on Twitter uh, a while back? I fixed their, I've fixed a couple of their appliances over time, but that's more of just, I'm the person who knows how to read the manual. <laughs> and they, they, are, they are not the ones who are going to read and follow the instructions on the manual. Well, now their reading comes up again, because you mentioned you really getting into the books. Have you always uh, taken to reading? Have you always been a uh, gracious reader? I've read, I used to read books, and now I pretty much just read fan fiction. So, like, I'm, I have so much fan fiction literature under my belt that I'm, I can talk a lot about that. Really? And I can tell you the Magic the Gathering fan fiction universe is it's not that well fleshed out. Uh, there is <laughs> one author who writes about a third of all published uh, Magic the Gathering fan fiction. Okay. Uh, she really likes, uh, was it Rawl and Jace? Um, 
definitely, definitely was happy to see Rawl get Tomic as his significant other, though. So okay. I've seen a bunch of that recently. Mm. Um, but we need more people out there uh, writing Magic the Gathering fan fiction, and I think you'll see more of that as more uh, women are playing uh, Magic in public spaces because it's a very uh, female-dominated field, the, uh, the fan fiction universe. I, uh, I'm currently listening to the Harry Potter audiobooks for like the third time in a row. And uh, is there good uh, fan fiction for Harry Potter that you're aware of? Um, less about good, more about numbers. Uh, okay. With Harry Potter, you gotta, you gotta remember, there's so much of it that you could probably find a story that's essentially tailored to your exact wants and needs. Mm-hmm. And somebody has already written it. Is it just a blog post or can you buy the book? How does this usually work? I, um, this is all new to me. Oh, all new. Um, a I'm good an- place to start if you if you want like easily searchable fan fiction is a place called Archive of Our Own. They are a literature base for both original works and fan fiction. But most importantly, they have this huge tagging system. So actually, I'm going to go on my computer and here I'm typing in AO3. So that's Archive of Our Own, uh, okay. AO3. Harry Potter. How many Harry Potter stories are there on this website alone? There's about a quarter of a million of them. Oh my god! Um, and there's that you can you can filter by like B- content. Buckbeak in. I want to know if there's like a Buckbeak origin story or something. Okay, like that. you just want things that tag are tagged. <laughs> Buckbeak. Buckbeak. <laughs> All right. So there are. Let's see. Other tags include Buckbeak. From Harry Potter. Okay. Uh, sort and filter. <laughs> there are only 159 stories what? that label mm-hmm. Buckbeak mm-hmm. as a character. That's not to say mention Buckbeak, but yeah. have it as a character. There you go. Oh, man, we got to get more specific now. Yeah, you're um, going to have to get way more specific because, like, half of these are going to be uh, wildly explicit experiences with Buckbeak, is my guess. Man, I wish <laughs> I knew the name of one of the. Uh, one of the bankers. Oh, I wonder no. how much fan the goblins? fiction there is. Yeah, the goblins. I wonder yeah. how much fan fiction there is about that and like how they um, built those uh oh, come on. and everything. There's definitely a many stories about the goblins that created that. They're thing. mean, man. Do you see what they did to the dragon they keep down there? It's really bad. They're meanies. Yeah, we're reading those books right now too, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. We tried to almost force them on Eric because we both loved him so much and he refused to. And then finally, when he picked them up on his own about two years ago, he's now gone through them all twice. Nice. You, can't, you don't want to force kids into it. Let them have their own fun. Yeah, yeah I know. The, the thing was, he, um, he was, he's a voracious reader, which makes me very proud because I'm a horrible reader. All the letters and the lines get jumbled up very easily when I read and like, I'll try to read ahead the next line and then I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I'm a very bad reader and my son is amazing at it. He'll read like a book a night and it almost got to a point where we we're just trying to recommend things because he's like, I don't know what to read next. And we're like, Harry Potter. Well, you know what? You know what? Have you guys gone through the um, Artemis Fowl books yet? Yes, he yes. loves those. Yeah, yeah. yeah nice. Yeah, I, I saw that that's getting a film soon. And I remember reading those. Those were like right at the cusp of where I was getting a little too old for young adult stuff, but I still got to read them. They're really fun. Um, glad to see it's getting an adaptation. I hope it's good. Yeah, that would be awesome if it was good. Yeah. All right, we are running out of time here. I uh, mentioned to both of you that I put together a silly game I actually planned on breaking the ice with. And this whole time I've been like, should I still play this stupid game? Because this whole thing is going so well. And this stupid game could just be so dumb. But you know, Sean knows me. I like to go for things. 
I like to go for it. I say we end on. You the don't. You don't way. always have to. What? No, I know I don't have to. <laughs> That's what makes you know. I like to fail sometimes. It's fun. All right. All right. So, have you guys ever played the game Would You Rather? Yes. Oh uh, yeah. It's like a improv game. I'm gonna ask you guys if you'd rather do one thing or another. If you want to ask follow up questions, you can. And then you're each gonna choose what you think the right answer is. And um. Oh, yeah. right answer. Of yeah, course. exactly. Now, mm-hmm. now you know it's who you're defi- dealing with. It's definitely not um, based in our personal opinions. No, not, not exactly. Not at all. These are all facts I'm going to be relaying right. to you guys. Pur- <laughs> Purple Elf Productions has just stepped in. In other words, is what's really happening here. Trip here. Yeah, nope. Okay. I got three of them. Mm-hmm. If at any time you both say, Jeff, we're done with this, I'm all right with that. Let's make it that. easy. All right. Number one. Would you rather be in a small room with Chandra when she's angry or be in a small room with Oko when he's giddy? Do I have an existing relationship with either of these characters? Um, yeah. Uh, Oko is one of your brother's uh, best friends, but the one that you never really liked. And uh, Chandra, Chandra, you've never met before, but you've seen her from afar and you admire her. I'm going into Chandra room. Right. Okay. Yeah, I think I could. I, I'm, I think I could deal with Oko a little bit better. Okay. You sure? Because I yeah. feel like Oko will mutilate you. Yeah. Chandra, you know what? Chandra's full of a fiery passion, and she's <laughs> angry, and I I see that as an opportunity. You can calm her. No, I'm just uh, like desperately thirsty for Chandra, so like I'm gonna make it happen. <laughs> I would go in there like with the idea of um, telling a thousand tales. Like I just got to keep him occupied. I've got to be able to right. keep on telling him the next thing to keep him occupied and the next thing. That's, that's, that's why I did it. And then he gets bored and then you turn into a bird for two yeah. years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, the correct answer was be in a room with Chandra when she's angry. So that's uh-huh. 10 points for Amy. I have a feeling I know exactly how this is going to go. Okay, okay. next okay. question. Uh-huh. Would you rather challenge Slimefoot to a dance-off or challenge Nick Cage to a face-off? Um, I've only made it for this, through the first four minutes of face-off. Um, I, I think I determined I, I was not drunk enough for that. So I'm, I'm, dance, I'm having a dance contest with Slimefoot. He's got big plodding feet. You know, it's got to be easy. I've done lots of dancing. <laughs> I had a dance troupe. Come on. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Amy on this one. I'm gonna I'm also would be dancing with Slimefoot for sure. It, mainly because I've created the song "Do the Slimefoot." So I mean, I already know how to do the Slimefoot. Do the Slimefoot. It's right. You John got Travolta it. is the only person who can challenge Nick Cage to a face-off. So you're both right, and you both get twenty. Points. Okay. Nike Dumbledore. And <laughs> last question for the win here. Would you rather adopt a child with Jace or go grocery shopping with Ashiok? I, I mean, yeah, grocery shopping with Ashiok, that's a lot less commitment. Jace, is, Jace should not be around children. He, he wasn't responsible enough to keep doing his job as Guildmaster. Or not Guildmasters, the, uh, what's it called? The Guild Pact. 
Yeah, I mean, Ashok could make the people in front of you like disappear in line too, just like evaporate them and get you in front. I could, I could. Dig they that. would give give people nightmares. In fact, I feel like Ashok would be very interested in observing the emotional distress that grocery shopping causes in everybody, and like the stress. And Ashok would be like very into it. Like, wow, what a hell on earth! This is great. I love you this go place. Here more often. I'm also, to... did you get artichokes? I would like some artichokes. All right. Well, uh, the answer was Ashiok, but it specifically was because of the artichokes. So Amy gets fifty points. Uh -huh. Sean gets negative two negative, points. Yes, of course. Let me add them up here. We got a uh, 2050. Uh, I feel like this might points. be rigged. I feel like this might be rigged. Sean with negative one hundred and eighty points. Again. Congratulations, Amy. You're our winner. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, yeah, tell her what she's won. A brand new car. <laughs> Whoa! Oh man, this went uh, great. I gotta admit, I was I was a little worried about this. My ear's been hurting all day. I know your apartment is um, toasty. Like, yeah, very toasty. Toasty, toasty. And I was just I was hoping that this went well, and it honestly went better than I could have ever expected. And uh, Amy, you're absolutely wonderful, and uh, I'm still surprised you agreed to be on and. Uh, uh, I'll please. be surprised. Uh, yeah, y'all are wonderful, um, and I hope your your show does well. Um, I'm gonna go now so I can uh, get another cold drink and lay down in front of a fan. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah, thank you very much for being here. We really appreciate it. Yeah, have a wonderful question mark. I think it's still May. May. <laughs> yes, it is. For a little bit longer. All right, thank you. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.